as most people know with the NBA season and offseason, a lot of teams make trades. Some of them work. Some of it don't work. We're going to talk about specifically two teams in which gave up a lot for players and they did not work in the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and the Atlanta Hawks. C-Dub, Bobby Hayes, we're about to get all into it right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, fam. So we're here to talk about trades that did not work in the offseason. I couldn't think of any two teams that that get shoot to the top <laughs> of the list and the two we about to talk about. Let's My start goodness. off with the one that may be the most egregious one, right? And that's because of the number of unprotected picks they gave up in this. The Utah Jazz shipped Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves for a bevy of picks, all unprotected. When you look at the 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, a pick swap in 2026, a 2027 and 29 first-round picks. On top of that, they traded Walker Kessler, who's having a really good season for them. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, again, another player's having a really solid season for them, and they could get even another first-round pick for Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, and Leonardo uh, Balmaro. So, guys. How egregious was this pick? And I didn't even mention the money yet that they gave up in the deal. Yeah. Considering that the Minnesota Timberwolves right now, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is down, but they're not even in the play-in. While the Utah Jazz were started off the season one of the hottest teams in the league, now sit at 19 and 20, they still are in the play-in tournament. How do you guys feel about this deal? Man, we uh actually said it from the jump. Like, what are you guys thinking over there in Minnesota, bro? First of all, you're going to lose a person that really gave y'all y'all opportunity. I mean, y'all, you know, identity and Patrick Beverly. I think he brought toughness to that team. That's just talking in a small light. But in the long run, what you essentially was buying was Rudy Gobert, a 13-point-per-game player, 11-rebound-point-per-game, uh, I mean, 11-rebounds-per-game player. So you wanted to pay all that money and give away all those assets for that? And then you want to move Cat to the to, to the four, but in essence, he's a wing player now? He's seven feet! Look at this. Look at the look at these numbers here. 13 and 11 for Rudy Gobert. Look where they sit at in the Western Conference. They are 16 and 21, bro. They are on a six game losing streak as we speak, bro. It is not working, bro. It's definitely not working. It was it was a bad trade, in my opinion. <clears throat> these guys, whoever, first of all, shout out to Danny Ainge. I don't know how the man keep getting these idiots to give up so many assets for washed up players. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to I wouldn't say he washed. He's not washed up. He's not washed. The plus minuses of of Gobert being on the court defensively, he's still having the same defensive impact. That team just did not fit together the way that they had because they were betting on a twin tower lineup working. And, and, that, and that's that's what I was getting to. I, I correct it. I won't say wash, but I say a guy that just doesn't fit and doesn't compare to a twin a twin towers that was like AD and DeMarcus Cousins. The difference is that twin tower duo can uh, spread the floor and you had AD who's definitely a better defender than Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so I just laugh at him because Danny Ainge, you know, he did what he do best. Got these guys over there in Minnesota to get to give up everything. You ask me, Walker Kessler would have been the better fit. Younger guy still can defend. Absolutely. Hey, and we we gonna jump into the money now because that's 
Oh my goodness. Like, the thing is, right, and I, I, before we get into it, I do want to get into the picks. At the time of the trade, I understand why the Timberwolves thought about giving up at least a big portion of that because in their minds, they're probably at least going to be a playoff team and those picks weren't going to be anything. The way that this team's looking right now, at least this 2023 first round pick, that's about to be a lottery pick. That's crazy, bro, first of all. Now, when you talk about the money, first Rudy Gobert's contract, bro, the 40 – come on, fam. <laughs> come on, bro. That's yeah, just terrible. Absolutely. When you factor in that you are now cash-strapped for that much of contract that still has a nice amount of years left on it, that's laughable, bro. Bro, laughable. And it's two things that they doing, man. They they really stuck with that. They stuck. So ain't nobody going to trade for it. Or, you know what I'm saying? You stuck with that for the foreseeable future. But what about Anthony Edwards, bro? What does this look like to this young man when this contract come up? Well, when he's looking at this team? The thing is, is that when it comes to, keep in mind, players that are off their rookie deal, the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to have the right to match any contract offer that he has. So he's still going to be incentivized to stay with Minnesota regardless. I don't think there's any risk of his contract coming up. you like, I'm out of here. No, we still, we got the rights to you. We, you're going to be here for a minute. Uh, <laughs> but I do think when you say that the the contract's unmovable, I, any contract's movable in the NBA, but we it's he is due. He is under contract until the 2025-26 season. And that season, his contract is 46 million dollars <laughs> it's 31 percent of the salary cap my goodness for rudy gobert one that's third, crazy one third of your salary cap to one player who you were at least a playoff team last season you're Facts. not even in the playoffs right now bro. you're not even in a play yeah, i don't i don't even think their best lineup consists of him on the floor that's why that's I like, crazy yeah, because, like, I get it. He won Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not going to say he did not deserve it. He earned it. He worked his tail off. And that's probably why they thought that he was going to be able to do that. But if you want to win, which you was in the playoffs, you know, in the playoffs last year competing, he wasn't there. I feel like they should have went a different route, at least, in my opinion. I feel like that, too. It's not to say he trash. Do they think that? Do you think they pivot? If you had a bet between Cat. And Rudy Gobert, because I think at some point this offseason, they may have to look at moving one of those guys to bring in somebody who fits better. Which one are you moving if you if you can? You can't. I mean, Cat is the better player and a better fit for to this generation's basketball. You got to try and try to move Rudy Gobert. I don't know how could you. I think it's impossible, but you can't lose Cat. As long as the Knicks are out there, there's always a possibility. <laughs> there's always a possibility for real. I'm man, you could try to move Rudy Gobert, but who wanted you said that last year? $46 million. I mean, is there somebody out there that'd be like, hey, we just need a defensive anchor? Okay, cool. But I think the more valuable piece would be cat. And that's a hard decision to make because what are you getting in return? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's that hard when you look at the two players and, into and this day and age. And that's really mm -hmm. what you cat. what what the the how much this hurt the the Timberwolves is that not only did you mortgage your present because you were a playoff team last year. Now you're on the outside looking out. You not only mortgage your present, you also mortgage your future. This is a uniquely idiotic deal when you look yep. at it in hindsight. Like I said, there, there was some merit to it. You can tell on paper, like, okay, if this works out for them, they, they could be dangerous. But now that it ha doesn't look like it's going to work out, this is a monumental, idiotic decision by a front office that you now in the short-term future, you have no picks to look forward to. In the long term, you have no you the best young talent you have on your rosters is, is you better hope 
Edwards turns into every bit of the superstar he looks like he's yeah. going to turn into. Because mm-hmm. if he doesn't, if he doesn't improve and kind of stays around it, even if he stays where he is now, he's always going to be a damn good player. But if he doesn't ascend to top ten in the NBA talent, you are fucked for Facts. at least for at least five years. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, this deal was just like the equivalent to a Hail Mary pass. And, a, <laughs> and the opposite team intercepts it, bro. That's what the equivalent is, bro. Danny Ainge, like, <laughs> it's, it's similar to what he did when he traded Pearson Garnett to, to Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> when you look at the, at the Boston Celtics now, so much of their roster are picks or picks trades from, they, that that they, from that trade that it's ridiculous, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and they were crazy. feasting on that for a minute. Bro, I think they still got another pick due from that trade. In the next <laughs> yeah, bro. bro like, it's crazy, bro, like how bad that trade was. We're going to be looking back on this in five years and literally saying, hey, while I do say that Anthony Edwards, is gonna, he's going to stay after his rookie deal because they can match anything. But we may look back at this deal as the deal that sends Anthony Edwards in the long term away from Minnesota when you look at it. Absolutely. And I want to say this. Uh, if this if this thing even had a chance to work, Anthony Edwards would have to take a monumental step uh, in his top play. Ten, he had to be a superstar type player talent. for that yes. to work. Absolutely. Yes. Agreed. So we'll see. Now, moving on to another deal that just did not work out. And this is Ooh. one that I did not believe in at all when it happened. Now, I did think. I thought that this deal may work out better than the Cleveland deal, which I got proven wrong on that one. But that's the Atlanta Hawks. Now, at least the Atlanta Hawks right now, ninth in the Eastern Conference. They're at least a playing team. But the acquisition of DeJounte Murray, when you look at they get they also gave up three first-round draft picks and a draft swap, and only one of those picks being protected. So the 2025 and 27 pick is unprotected. That's a that. Uh, how do you guys view now this Dejounte Murray from the Spurs to the Atlanta Hawks trade? Oh man, uh, when we looked back at this trade, we was like, okay, maybe the Atlanta Hawks are really trying to take another step in this Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But uh, what this trade all boils down to is Trey Young is not happy, and. Mm-hmm. Ever since I've been watching Trey Young, since Oklahoma, since high school, he's never, ever had an inkling of being some kind of distraction to his team, ever. So, Except that when you bring pretty distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, he is shooting his worst from the field and three-point range his entire career, bro. He's shooting 31% from the three-point line. 41% from the field, bro. Like, he is not something. It, it, the trade is not working because they're trying to ease the ball handling uh, burden from Trey Young. Plus, they want to cover up some of his defensive efficiencies with an all-star top player like mm-hmm. J- Javante Murray, which is having usual numbers. He's averaging 20 points per game, five assists, and five rebounds. That's that's good numbers. But it's taking the ball out of uh, – Trey Young's hand and his numbers is similar a little bit it's 27 points per game uh you can just call it 10 assists per game but it's still not having the effect Trey Young is not happy right now that's what's wrong with this trade yeah I'm with I'm with you Hayes I was on the side of like hey this this might actually work I know C-Dub when we talked about it he was more on like hey we gotta see it first and C-Dub was he wasn't really with it from the beginning but I gave it a little bit of hope um 17 and 19 right now as a team, I would say they could still eventually turn it around. But C Dub, you said the main thing that hit that's hitting home for me. The man is not happy. 
He already got into it with the coach. The coach want to make him go ahead and do stuff. And instead of letting him rest up the shoulder, you want the man to go ahead and, you know, uh, do a shoot arounds that Trey Young felt like was unnecessary. And then there was always some, you know, uh, conflict. Well, not always, but there's been some rumbling saying that, that him and John Collins not getting along. That's so, correct. you know what I'm saying? Now they bring in Murray, and now it's more rumblings coming on. So, he be he, to me, in my opinion, I can agree with C Dub. He seems like he's not happy. I don't think I don't think the trade is as bad as the Minnesota trade because no. I actually feel like the two pieces could potentially work. Me, I don't see a Twin Towers type of situation working in Minnesota. I, I will give you that. I do think and look at this trade as a trade that could eventually work, especially if they end up having to move John Collins. If they make the right move and find a better play. A piece that fits in there they could be rock and rolling but i do think you have to look at it that they gave up all those assets and how much better did they really did get and i'm mm. gonna compare it to this last That's season good. offensively the atlanta hawks uh ranked around 15th they're 12th mm. this season mm -hmm. so they got a little bit better but not not anything considerably better right yep. now let's look at the defensive side of the ball because that's where Dejounte murray pretty much makes his bread and butter the Atlanta Hawks were the 21st defensive team in the league last season. They're 19th this season. Yeah. That's where it hurts at. It's the fact that you made the moves. And technically, you got better in some areas, but not to the point to where you gave up four first-round picks yeah. to just marginally get better, bro. That That's that's bad. Absolutely. Yeah, that's bad. Absolutely. Uh, that, that If you look at the record-wise, well, it all counts. It's, it's not it's a really really bad bro because yeah. last year they were in contention like most of the year yeah and and uh i, I oh and i was wrong. i do think they it, did get considerably worse offensively i was looking at postseason offense yeah, they mm -hmm. were actually the sixth ranked offense last season and now mm -hmm. are the 12th ranked offense Woo. they've gotten considerably worse offensively mm. That's bro. crazy, bro. And I'm in, and I do believe both of you guys in saying that they could make this happen. Mm -hmm. But I have, I am very skeptic about Trey Young and how happy he is in Atlanta. That's it. Will he want to make this work? It's, it's people got their own personalities, bro. It, everybody think that you could just get five players and uh, six uh, bench players, just put them all together, and they supposed to be a well or or machine. We got egos, personalities. Like, bro, Trey Young was this is this was his team. Now he's got to share this team with with Murray, bro. Is he with that? And another trade that we may also have to look at is them sending Kevin Herter away to the yes. Kings, who's been balling for the Kings. Oh, they could definitely be using his production right now. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. The the Hawks yeah. offseason is tough. It's a tough one when you look at where they are now. It is a tough one because they probably you know a lot of people probably be like, hey. The way that uh, Garland and Mitchell is playing, you could probably see that between Trey Young and Murray. But Garland was always a past first point guard anyway. Trey Young is a scoring guard. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's, that's what kind of the difference is. Garland, yeah, he could score, but he was always looking to get others involved first. Trey Young, he want to shoot the three. He want to light it up, put on a show, and do the ice tray. You know what I'm saying? So it's a different, it's a different type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I you mean, think they that, could very well still turn it around in the second half. Go ahead, see though. Y'all think they too much alike? They offensive, their offensive game because a defensive game, it ain't no comparison. But is Murray and Trey Young kind of similar? And it might be clash. I think the game is a little similar. I don't think so. Pick and roll players. They are very heavy pick and roll players, but I do think that DeJounte can play off the ball. I think what we're seeing, though, is they're trying to force Trey Young to be the off the ball player. I, I 
think do think with an offseason that and and just some removing around of the roster that they're going to figure it out next season. But at least right now, and even if they do figure it out, it's like if you don't become a top one of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, you still have to look at that trade. Like you gave up so much, so many future assets that it's like absolutely. I, I, I don't know if they can salvage this trade in a way that will ever – I mean, salvage their season in a way that it ever makes this trade quite look worth it, if that makes sense. It can I agree. It I can agree less, with that. But I don't know Maybe if not this season. Yeah, I mean, they could if they go on and win a championship, but it, how possible is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because cool, that's, that's the, prob- that's the uh, type of gamble they did when they made this trade. That thought They thought this would put them over the hump. They already seen the Eastern Conference Finals. So maybe this to put them over the hump, get them to the finals and win it. But it ain't looking good now. It ain't it's, looking good. It's going to have to be about sacrifice, man. You already know if you want to win and you got new players coming in, there's, you know, with some talent, you got to sacrifice. And that, that's going to be up to them to decide. But who should sacrifice? Everybody. That's yeah, everybody got to Everybody has to sacrifice if they really want to salvage this together. Everybody has to sacrifice. This is not working what they're doing. They're four and six in their last 10. They lost three in a row. They have a negative point differential over the course of the season. It's not looking good, bro. It's just not. I think they should do anything they could to make Trey Young happy. I ain't even saying that like I'm really a good, like a heavy Trey Young fan, but I know he's very talented. They should be trying to make him happy now. And it looked like they just all oppose him. The coach arguing with the star player that's crazy, making it public. What do you do this to star players? This is, this is crazy. That, that, that Nate was thinking about retiring. Like they're just in complete yeah, disarray they, over there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out some stuff in the offseason, and hopefully they can. I like DeJounte Murray. You guys know I'm not oh, yes. Trey Young. He complains too much for me, but I like DeJounte <laughs> Murray. Um, you know, I like pieces of that team, and we'll see what they can do, man. We'll see what yeah, they can absolutely. do. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they get it right. We'll see, though. We'll see. All right. Uh, any anyone, any other trades, any moves you guys want to mention before we go for today? Can we go back to to to, to last, uh, what, two years ago in the Lakers trading for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> The worst trade this century. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to act like we gonna get him. You bro, know. That, that's goaded as one of the worst <laughs> trades of all time, bro. Like, that shit is bad, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that trade is just like, hey, man. And, and to think that they could have had DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso for less than what they ended up paying. With what, bro? Yeah. Man, let me ask y'all a question. When they made that trade, did y'all think two years ahead that Russell Westbrook would be in line to win six man of the year? I did, not, <laughs> I, did not have, I did not have any of the podcasts that I had at that point in time. But I did say this trade ain't going to work, bro. I, I literally said that. Definitely bro. wasn't going to work. One of my best friends, Baylor, who I do the hip hop, he lives in L.A. his whole life. He's a huge Laker fan. When that trade went down, I literally called him. I was like, you think this is going to work? He said, bro, this is about to be fucking dog shit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and now they want to send Russ back to Washington for Bradley Bill. Who gonna do that? <laughs> Bro, if the Washington Wizards did that, everybody needs to be fired immediately. Everybody, like, and the, and the owner need to oh. sell the team for letting it ride. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But we'll see what other trades end up working, not working out for teams. Looks like the Cleveland Cavaliers got the best of that. Maybe yeah. that's the next video that we need to do when we're all together. Is what were the best moves of the offseason? Absolutely, we just did the worst. Facts. We can yep. do that. All right, man. But that's it for us for today. We still don't got no social media for the show. Ain't got none. You can follow them at the Cognac Boys. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can send us anything at NBA Central Show at gmail.com. But other than that, we out this mug. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. <laughs>
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break.